Joining me by phone away from the theology of the matter to the heart of the matter is the governor of the state of Georgia, Brian Kemp. Well, you have been really busy these last few days, these last few weeks. I have, Eric. Good morning. Good morning. So let me ask you, uh, you've put in shelter in place on people like my wife, for example, who has cancer uh, now sheltering in place and uh, not leaving the house, not even getting on her motorcycle today. She's being good, honoring the order. And and yet there's this continuing cry from urban sections of the state that we need to put the entire state on lockdown. Yeah, and look, tell your wife she can certainly ride her motorcycle to get any treatment she needs. We just want to make sure she's protecting herself and the most vulnerable to this virus, which is certainly the elderly, those that have, you know, immune deficient medical issues. Right. But, you know, there, there is um, a lot of clamoring for, you know, there's people mad because of what I did yesterday and people that didn't think I went far enough, but we've been following the data. Um, and looking at this from a holistic view, from a state perspective. And I just felt like it was time to take a little bit more stringent action based on a lot of people, unfortunately, were not paying attention to what the president, the vice president, and the federal task force, and we had been telling them to do, even though there's a lot of Georgians there. I mean, you know, people every day that are out there that are doing the right thing, they're teleworking, they're using social distancing, they're practicing the, the basic, you know, hand sanitation and hygiene to to keep people safe and wiping surfaces down. But there's unfortunately people that have still been just going in droves to bars. Uh, there's been people that's been gathering, you know, um, in, in public places, and that is really where you can get into a super spreader situation if you have somebody that, advise that that goes against what we're asking and stay at home if you're sick and and just create a pan you know a pandemic in a certain area around the state we've seen that in albany quite honestly because we believe a super spreader went to a funeral and then it just took off from there so the measures i put in yesterday will help us be able to deal with that with a little more authority but it also leads some quivers left in the era if uh, if people aren't doing what they need to be done we can take further action but i think it's a good good approach for where we are based on the data the number of cases that we have compared to others around the country well and when you look at the data it's my understanding and, and correct me if i'm wrong here but you guys have been modeling uh how this is spreading and and if if I'm right based on other people I've talked to that y'all really aren't being surprised with what you're seeing, that everything does seem to be tracking as, as the healthcare experts expected. It is. And, you know, we're going to continue to see the number of cases go up. And unfortunately we'll see the number of deaths go up because you just, this, this virus is just deadly with the, the older population and the medically fragile. That's why we did the shelter in place for them to try to protect those individuals. They're the ones that would end up in the hospital on a respirator um, and creating issues there. So it tackles two problems. It's helping keep them safe, but it also alleviates some pressure if everybody follows the directive to take pressure off our hospitals. But, you know, on our call with the vice president yesterday and the coronavirus task force that the president set up, Dr. Burks was saying that 40% of the cases in the United States are in New York City. 40% of the new positive test results per day are coming out of New York. And if you take out, you know, what's happening in California, Washington and Oregon, Illinois, and a few other states that are ahead of us, you know, really when you spread the rest of those cases and look at 
you know, what the states have, especially in the southeast. I mean, look, we, we definitely have an issue here. We've got to deal with it. But it, it's not at the point where we just have to completely wreck our economy um, by having a, a complete lockdown and nobody doing anything. And that, that, uh, that to me, as well creates other problems for industries that need to be open to produce the food supply and the packaging for the food supply. And people are going to be moving around you know, getting to the hospital, providing uh, medical services and, you know, just things of that nature. So this virus, as bad as we hate to say it, it's here. I believe it's been here since December January or January before we even knew it. And we can't just, you know, crawl in an apartment somewhere and hide from it. we got to take this thing head on. we got to be smart. The community's got to stop it and flatten the curve by following these best practices. And when they get sick, calling their doctor, not showing up and spreading it at the emergency room or in the patient waiting room, uh, and just ride it out at home if you have mild symptoms. And obviously, if you're, you know, if you're getting very sick or even on that path, you need to call the doctor or, or get to the hospital. But that's that's uh, you know, South Korea did a good job of that. We've been watching what they did. We watched what China did. We're watching what's happening in Italy right now, and we're continuing to watch what other states are doing. And I think if you look around the southeast right now, um, you know, we're lined up pretty pretty much the same as a lot of our neighbors and the response has been, um, you know, something that people can deal with. Now, if that changes in the future, you know, I'll look at other things, but we're continuing to watch the data as well. Well, you know, I noticed, for example, the AJC editorial today calling for you to do more. There there seems to be an urban-rural divide here between South Georgia, which doesn't want to shut down the economy in areas where the virus really, it can't spread because people already are at, at distance from each other, and versus the metro area. And, and I'm assuming, just based on what's happening, that if, if individual counties in the metro area do want to lock themselves down, you're not opposed to those county governments making those decisions. Not at all. And I, I have the same take that President Trump and Vice President Pence have. They're supporting the nation's governors. They know that they're on the front lines of this fight. We're living it and breathing it. I know that they are every day, but we're actually experiencing it in our individual states. And they're supporting, you know, Gavin Newsom and, and what he's doing. They're supporting Cuomo in New York with what he's doing. And they're supporting every other governor, no matter what they do. And that's the take I've taken with the local government. You know, I talked to Mayor Bottoms several times yesterday. I understand the reasoning behind the order that she did last night. Uh, I told her I would support that. You know, she's she's the mayor of the city and is, is closer to that situation than I am in some ways, and uh, I respect that. And the same thing is going I was on a call this morning with a lot of elected officials, uh, the county commission chairs, and a lot of mayors from the whole area surrounding Doherty County because they have an issue down there because of the, the hot spot and the super spreader issue. And we've got a lot of people on the ground supporting them to stand up additional hospital beds, quarantine sites, and doing the, the epi work along with the CDC. But I encouraged the mayors. I said, look, there's an issue down there. I applaud you all for, for taking uh, the initiative from a reasonable approach to keep it contained. And if you take action today, you know, to shelter in place or whatever else they decide, you know, with their working group, that I will support that. And I think that's the right way to approach it right now because what's happening down there might not necessarily be, you know, what you need to be doing in Houston County or, or over, you know, in, in one of our southeastern counties or up in northwest or northeast Georgia. 
Well, in that regard, how's the supply situation for hospitals right now? I know uh, Commissioner King and, and the insurance commissioner's office are uh, making sure supply chains are open, but are, are we worrying about critical shortages right now? Well, we've got a great team working on that. Uh, Homer Bryson, the team director, General Carden, uh, who has a lot of experience during the National Guard, Adjunct General, and then General King, who's our insurance commissioner. They've all dealt with these types you know, responses before, obviously not the coronavirus, but they know how to commandeer supplies and get them out in an orderly way and be a, a centerpiece for communication and, and commands that are coming out. And they've been sourcing a lot of equipment. We're taking, you know, inventories of all the hospitals. We're in contact with them daily. You know, we've sent supplies and respirators down to the Albany area. We're doing that in other places where there is a short supply. And we're monitoring that situation. I, I will say two things. I think, one, the supply chain, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but I think it's opening back up now that the China uh, manufacturing plants are coming back online. We're having a lot of people reaching out saying they can get masks and other PPE equipment. We've got large orders in for that as well. We're getting a shipment for sure today from the strategic national stockpile that, the, that FEMA is releasing to us that will have a lot of PPE in it, so that'll help shore up our our needs there. And then we continue. I mean, I talked to guys, two or three hospital CEOs, either myself or my staff, in the last couple of days, and we know we definitely have some issues in the metro area um, and, and probably will in the future. But I also know that we had hospitals, you know, more than one that, that had a lot of empty bed space because they're not doing elective surgery, so it's freed up some resources there so they're like absolutely in great shape and um, are very comfortable where the situation is but we're preparing for what it may look like two weeks from now or a month uh, come up with a lot of additional resources to stand up makeshift hospitals and quarantine sites and uh, so i feel like we're in a good place there we're not finished we got to do some more of that but we are literally working on that hourly well, listen, I appreciate you stopping by and filling people in. And I know no easy time right here and appreciate your leadership on this. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me on.